Hello, I'm Master Sergeant Jonathan Becker from the 509th Medical Group, and thank you for tuning in to listen to the Medic Spotlight, a segment where we get to meet our medics that work here at Whiteman Air Force Base in the Medical Group. This is a short segment where we get to hear from a different medic each time, get to know them a little more, and hopefully connect during this time where social distancing is very important. Thank you very much for tuning in, and please leave a comment if you have any feedback from me or for one of our guests. Thank you and enjoy the Medic Spotlight. All right, welcome to another edition of the Medic Spotlight. I am Master Sergeant Jonathan Becker. I have Staff Sergeant formerly Burrell, now Roseman, Rosman, sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hello. Congratulations, hello. man. Thank you very much. That's Long so time coming. <laughs> that's so exciting, man. That's exciting. Yeah. So um, you. you are medic that we're going to have the uh, pleasure of talking with and getting to know today. So why don't you kick us off and tell, tell everybody where you're from? All right. Well, I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So I was born and raised in the same house until um, about 2008. And I moved to Alaska. And, and then I've just been on the road ever since then. So yeah, Cleveland. Whoop whoop, O-H. O-H, I am not the I-O guy. I am not the I-O guy. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm there's sorry. Some, there's, there's somebody that's listening that's going to say I-O after I said that. There you go. So how yeah. did you go from Cleveland to Alaska? Well, um, I, was, I was previously married, so my okay. ex-husband uh, joined the Army. So it uh, took us up to was Fort Richardson, but it's now Jaber. So it's a joint base. in Anchorage so we were there for about four years Um, obviously the marriage didn't work out so then uh, we got divorced in 2011 and then I moved back home for a little bit so what made you join the Air Force that is a perfect question after what I just said (laughs) 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 I am so when I moved home to Ohio I was severely overweight and I knew what the military had to offer. Um, yeah. So I started working as a pharmacy tech at a like a local Walgreens type of store. And I ended up losing about 70 pounds and I enlisted in the Air Force and left within six months of arriving to uh, Cleveland. And so, yeah, that's pretty much why I did it. I did it because I didn't financially prepare myself for divorce. Yeah. Um, you know, we all get married once thinking it's our only time and that we're never going to get divorced. It's not an option, but that's just a fairy tale, I, I think. But it also works out for people. So that's great. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just knew that I needed medical benefits. I wanted help with school. I needed a goal. And honestly, moving back home and living with my parents just really wasn't my ideal life. But I was 26. Um, so yeah, I left for, uh, left for basic training at 26, graduated at 27. And um, it's been a good ride. So it's military is a good life. Man, that is, you know, it's, it's so, it's interesting to hear about people's, um, about people. I don't want to say, I guess struggles is the right word. Cause I mean, that probably was a struggle at that time. Um, yes. and just to hear how you completely knocked that out of the park and, um, you know, as, like you said, as, as unfortunate as divorce is at, at the time, you know, looking right. back, it probably, it, it could have been one of the best things, not the best, but one of the best things to happen one. to you. Oh, absolutely. It, um, 
my mom to this day, I wish she would let go, but she's like, I'm glad him leaving you was the best thing he ever did. I was like, I know. <laughs> it's okay, mom. It's, it's been, um, it's been like nine years now. It, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we can let it go now, mom. <laughs> yes, yes. But definitely, you know, it's very important to turn uh, tragedies. So yes, divorce, I mean, it's, it's like a death of a relationship. So it is comparable to a very traumatic event. It's a tragedy yeah. to people that it does happen to. Um, and it's very important to turn those grievances and those terrible situations into something positive. So for me, what was positive was not not moving back to Ohio and living, I don't even know where my life would have taken me, but setting that goal, achieving it and doing something that is really good for myself. And joining the military was just where it was at. I knew all the benefits and there was no way I was just going to sit back and and sulk because life goes, life goes on. You know, you have to move on from those events and learn from them. They just make you stronger. So. Absolutely, man. Well, yeah. So you join the military, you go through tech school. Have you been at mm -hmm. Whiteman the whole time? No. So my first base, I was very lucky was Yokota, Japan. And oh, that's awesome. uh, right near Tokyo. Right. Oh, oh it's amazing. It, Japan is just an absolute incredible country. Have you been? Yeah. I was stationed at yeah. Okinawa for four years. Oh, Oh my God, Okinawa was amazing. I, I got a chance to visit all the Air Force bases. Uh, so the Misawa one, Okinawa, and obviously Dakota, because I was there. Yeah. Um, but it's just an organized chaos. You just, at first, <laughs> yeah. it's, def yep. it's, definitely a, it's definitely a culture shock. You get there and you're just like, oh crap, this is, this is absolutely crazy. But then you, after a few months, you really just fall in and you adopt those Japanese culture and the way that they do things and it was it was amazing I had amazing leaders there I had great experiences um definitely had some challenges for sure uh just being an older airman and I got in some trouble when I was there um but then I've been here at Whiteman for five and a half years now so how was Ready? that cult how was that culture <laughs> shock from Japan to Whiteman uh, <laughs> I thought <laughs> you, you <laughs> You would never think coming back to the United States that you would experience culture shock. And I remember I got back and I said, oh, take me, please take me back to Japan. Yeah. Um, it was crazy because you're going from on foot transportation, like you literally walk everywhere or you mm -hmm. ride a bicycle. I had a 1989 Toyota Sprinter or something I bought for $800 when I got there. And that yeah. was my car the entire time. And, um, and I was taking subway and train stations and all, like all of that. And it was just amazing. And then I get here and I have to drive everywhere and I can't just walk around, walk to anywhere basically, you know? Um, so it was definitely hard and the people are way nicer. <laughs> They're really nice in Japan. <laughs> so it was yep. it was pretty rough. It was rough. It went from city life to trees. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I like it now. You know, it's I've been here long enough that I've finally adjusted um, to to white men. Man, I only uh, I only got to visit Tokyo a handful of times, but that is hands down one of my favorite places in the world. Oh, absolutely! You should try and get back there. Oh, trust me, it's on the dream sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Hey, May twentieth, the overseas listings coming out. So. Yeah, I know. They switched it on me. It was May 4th or May 5th, yep. and then they switched it to the 20th. Yep. Yeah, I noticed. One. Yeah. <laughs> I was logging in on the 4th, like, let's see what's available. Wait a minute. It's the 20th now. I don't remember that. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So 
you talked about getting into a little trouble while you're at Tokyo. I'm not asking yeah. for that, but in your nine years, I mean, that's a, a good chunk of change. You're almost at the halfway point. What has big, what has been your biggest challenge in your career? Well, I will say I've only, I'm just coming up on eight years. Oh, sorry. So um, that, that year was from the divorce until now, I, now, but um, I, so I've been in almost eight years mm-hmm. and I think my, I've had a you know, all of us have our challenges, but oh, I think yeah. I, I had two challenges. Um, one was a main one that was obviously documented was I did receive an article 15. I'm very, I'm very open about it. It was what, six years ago now. Yeah. Um, I, I had just put on BTZ and I was called the face quote, quotations, uh, the face of the medical group, because I was very involved over there. Um, and the same way I am here, I try to be. And so long story short, I, I knew I shouldn't have gone out with my friends. I went out with them. A situation happened with this guy and I ended up smacking him in front of my first sergeant. Oh. And I, yeah, not, not one of my better decision yeah. moments. Um, so when I got in trouble, I, I, uh, I got an article 15. I lost, I had an assignment to Hawaii. I got a referral PR, which essentially cost me making the next rank staff sergeant a couple times um, Mm -hmm. because that EPR is zero points. Um, I was on extra duty and honestly, it was just embarrassing. So um, the way I overcame that was I had glowing recommendations when I moved here. So when I got here, I was removed off any restrictions and things like that, like a UIF I was on. and my le- the leadership that was here when I first arrived, they were very welcoming, and I just worked hard. I just one incident it didn't define who I was as a per- person. It did take my career path a little a little opposite direction. It did take a lot of opportunities, like to commission, uh, to be an MSC officer, uh, things like that. Kind of were taken away, yeah. um, or the hurdles that were difficult to work through, um, but. I still was the exact same person. So I was still a hard worker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, the way I, I just overcame it, I didn't let it, I let it ruin my, my time for about a couple of weeks. And then I said, okay, I'm just going to keep doing exactly what I'm doing. And that's work hard and reach my goals and just continue to prove that an article 15 doesn't make me who I am. No, not at all. And, you know, just a couple of things that just kind of popped in my mind as you were talking about that is, um, you know, I would have never guessed that, man. You were you were very professional, you know, very outgoing. And I would, I would have never guessed that, honestly, about you. So thank you for, yeah. one, for sharing that experience. Um, of course. And one thing I think is important to highlight is that, you know, I think that there is this, um, this uh, maybe misunderstanding that people have where you know there are people out there who are like you said quote unquote the face of an organization right with somebody Mm -hmm. who is just you know constantly you know um, out front leading and I think that a lot of times those people the perception is is that well they're out there and nothing bad is going to happen to them and here's a a, to me a case in point where yeah you know like somebody who's out in front all the time of the squadron of the group and they get in trouble and guess what there's no sweeping under the rug it's hey we got an issue we're going to deal with it right now exactly yeah so you know i mean it sounds like you know i mean obviously it's not fun to go through something like that and like you said it did set you back a few years and making that next rank and eventually you know i mean i'm sure you're finally getting past it as you're getting ready to test for tech next week but yeah. Um, it's not something that, like you said, you can't overcome by any means. It's not going to kill your career. Right. 
Right, exactly. And that's what people need to know is, you know, every leader is different and um, each punishment is treated individually, mm -hmm. um, not punishment, discipline. I'm sorry. Discipline is a better word to use. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also leaders out there that are going to fight for you and know that things happen. Nobody has the stellar, absolute perfect career. It's just about people's willingness to discuss it, to talk about it, to share their experiences with others so others can see that, wow, so-and-so had this happen and look at them now and you know just some people just may not be meant for the military <laughs> and maybe they oh, are yeah. just trying to get out and they don't like it but yeah. but yeah it's definitely something people don't i mean people know but they really don't know because um i used to talk about it a lot when i first got here because it was fresh mm -hmm. but you know six years later it's not popular conversation unless it unless it needs to be but that was one of my biggest hurdles um that i went through at yakota and my second hurdle was was being here and being so outgoing and friendly and smiley and stuff and i i had people uh high up people years ago um tell me that i smile too much and that what? i'm too bubbly and i yeah it came off as untrustworthy and i it knocked me down what? so bad. I really, even now, it still kind of bothers me. It's nobody that's here now. Um, really, it took a huge, huge hit to who I was as a person because I struggled so hard to get to a place in my life where I did feel happy all the time yeah. where I could be bubbly and, and make other people feel positivity and happiness when they're around me. Um, and I also work hard for people to trust. Actually, I don't have to work hard. It just happens. Like, you can talk to me about anything and it stays between us, you know, unless, unless there is obviously something really concerning, but, uh, which people usually don't open too much about, open up too much about that. But, uh, you know, trust is a huge thing. So to be said, I, I appear untrustworthy because I talk, I, I talk to everybody and I smile too much. It took me a long time to get over, to really get over that and just try and figure out who, who am I any in this military life, you know? So. You know, that's, uh, that blows me away because that sounds like if, if somebody were to say that to me, I'd say that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and it's crazy because <laughs> they didn't even say it directly to me. Um, they told my they told my flight chief. And so then my flight chief and supervisor at the time pulled me into the office and I, I just cried. Oh, I, man. Said, I can't believe this. And this was, Oh my gosh, like three and a half four years ago almost so it's yeah. it's been a long time and it's completely different now thankfully we have amazing leaders yeah. um now and stuff and i know who i am and nothing's gonna rattle me now <laughs> rattle me now i don't think so that's awesome man yeah. that's just that's yeah <laughs> you know like there's <laughs> there's a difference between positive feedback and just kind of being rude you know what i mean so, <laughs> yeah so, oh yeah <laughs> speaking of stuff not rattling you what's the next step um well hopefully it's to make tech tech yep. sergeant um it's my first my first year testing and i've been studying hoping for that um and the next step is honestly i just need to get back enrolled into my master's program and start that but just you know i don't i don't really know besides those two things and then my husband got picked up for recruiting so we should hopefully be pcsing by the end of the year so it's just kind of getting that new start figuring out you know my surroundings and where i'll be working and getting figuring out the new position i'll be in um with that tech sergeant line number and just <laughs> yeah. sit, sit <laughs> learn how to be a flight chief and um just 
set myself up for success after the military. Man, that's exciting. So you just got married. You're testing for tech, hopefully going to get that line number. Your husband got picked up to be a recruiter. So you guys are going somewhere. So there's a lot of change on the horizon. Yeah, absolutely. A lot. A little stressful, but it's good change. I was going to say good change, good stress, right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So I know you've shared a lot about yourself with us and everybody who's listening, but what would be one thing that we just would not guess about you? What would be a fun-filled fact that you have? Oh, man. So I had one, but I think people might know this about me, but maybe everyone that's listening doesn't. I cannot stand the sound of people chewing. Um, Oh, my, I can't go to movie. I don't like going to the movie theaters because if we, I have like a little anxiety about people eating popcorn because they don't like put it on their tongue, close their mouth and then chew. They (laughs) pop it. Yeah. (laughs) They pop it in. It's the same thing with like, um, Mexican restaurants and to the tortilla chips, any, actually any restaurant with tortilla chips or yeah. any type of chips. Um, I get, yeah, I cannot stand it. It instantly makes me angry and I can't stand, can't stand the sound of pens clicking and repetitive noises. So whoever listening to this, don't taunt me. <laughs> I could just see them. I, I could just see people coming to my office and standing there clicking a pen or purposely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just, just to mess with me, but that's it's, funny. Uh, yeah, that would, I guess, be of something a lot of people don't know. So that's pretty funny. Crazy, yeah. Well, man, you know, it's I'm honestly, you know, again, this is why I like doing this because you know, I've I know that we've worked together on a few projects since I've been here, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I've always enjoyed working with you, but I feel like I've learned so much more about you just in the last you know 10-15 minutes we've been talking Um, you know not that we haven't you know talked before but man I just thank you so much for sharing everything and um you know please yeah absolutely yeah man you you know I know you're always down to talk (laughs) yeah no not me I'm shy (laughs) (laughs) but I wish you the best of luck in your future goals and I can't wait to see you get that line number man that's going to be awesome Thank you. I appreciate you. Same to you, even though you just got it. Oh, thank you. All right, man. (laughs) Take care. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You too, sir. Bye-bye. Bye.